Welcome to All Truth No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please take a second to follow and leave a review. This will allow the podcast to appear in feeds more frequently. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like to hear, shoot me a message at BenMorseyYP is my Instagram handle or Ben.Morsey at LBCTheodore.com is my email address. Or if you are a Lighthouse Teen, shoot me a text or uh, just talk to me maybe at one of our services and I'll be happy to uh, try to address any topic that you may be struggling with or that you think teenagers might benefit from. But uh, as I've said before, we're here to I'm here to try to help you navigate the world that you live in and it's no accident that you're alive in 2022. God's got you here for a purpose and I uh, long to see what God's going to do with each and every one of you. We're going to look at an interesting topic today, and uh, not going to be a necessarily a, a negative, negative one. There have been a couple that have been kind of harsh in the last few. This is actually episode 17, and I was actually uh, shocked uh, as I was looking through the different episodes that are there. And you more, once again, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, go back through, and you can listen to, to previous podcasts from time uh, in the past. Who knows, a friend or even you may be going through something, and go back and give it a listen, and uh, see if it'd be a help to you. Uh, but today, I want you to look, if you if you follow along with your Bible, if not, I'm going to be in Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah is part of a uh, group of people we know as the prophets. He specifically is part of what we call the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. And uh, they are what we consider the major prophets. And then after that, we have the minor prophets, which would be uh, Daniel through Malachi. But we find Jeremiah, Jeremiah is uh, speaking to Israel, and basically Jeremiah, he's pretty harsh, to be honest with you. Isaiah was harsh in some ways, and uh, Jeremiah, though, Jeremiah takes it to a whole new level. And obviously, we understand this is God speaking through uh, through Jeremiah, I'm sorry. It's not Jeremiah venting his frustrations or his anger on Israel. It's God speaking through Jeremiah. And uh, then the other uh, major prophet, Ezekiel, uh, that was just odd. I'm just. I'm not gonna lie. If you read the book of Ezekiel, some of the things you come across in that book, I don't. I don't understand. Don't pretend to understand. And Ezekiel, God asked Ezekiel to do some really weird things, uh, but we never find Ezekiel questioning. Uh, Ezekiel obeyed every time. Uh, but back here to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter nine. We find uh, in verses 23 and 24 kind of a uh, an interesting thought from God. Verse 23, the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Gives three different groups of people there, and with each one tells this person not to glory in in what has made them what they are. That first one there, it says, let the or, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. To glory about something would be to boast or to evaluate or to, to value oneself uh, for that or maybe uh, what defines you or your legacy. That is, uh, that is your glory. Uh, I glory in this or I glory in that. And uh, he says here, first of all, he says uh, to, that the wise man should not glory in his wisdom. You know, the, the idea of being an intelligent person is something that God has blessed certain people with. And uh, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not here to start uh, roasting people or anything like that. But some people just aren't as intelligent as others. And that's just that's just human nature, um, you know. Uh, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein was incredibly intelligent. Nobody listening to this podcast is up to Albert Einstein's level. I'm just being honest with you. Um, 
But here Jeremiah says that the wise man should not glory in his wisdom. In other words, his value or his purpose in life shouldn't be that wisdom. Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived and wrote an entire, well, he wrote three books. And it's uh, funny to see the progression in his life. Uh, you, you look at Song of Solomon when Solomon was young and ha- his relationship with Christ was what it needed to be. And uh, when uh, the, the passage where Christ came to him or God came to him and said, uh, what do you want? Uh, what do you want? And I, uh, Jer- or, uh, Solomon had an opportunity for riches or this or that. And he simply said, look, you know what? I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I don't know how to rule your people. Give me wisdom. And God said, okay, I'll give you wisdom. But because you chose wisely, because you did so, I'm going to give you the riches and I'm going to give you the influence. I'm going to give you all that stuff as well to go along with it. But then the wisest man that ever lived went from that to uh, uh, Proverbs and uh, basically instructing his son, look, here's what to do, here's what not to do, and giving him the wisdom that God had given to him. But then we come to the book of Ecclesiastes, probably the most cynical book out there. And uh, once again, the wisest man that ever lived, but showing the the uh, cynicism toward uh, life and uh, the vanity of vanities, all is vanity and, and the emptiness that came by pursuing uh, uh, the things that he wanted and not continuing to pursue God. And so uh, Jesus, or uh, God tells us, first of all, in Jeremiah, he says, don't let the wise man, don't let him glory in his wisdom. Second one, he says, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. You know, it's uh, we can look at might in a, in a couple different ways. You could look at, first of all, the strength. Uh, you know, as somebody who, who feels I, I'm stronger than other people and there's a constant, uh, what we'd call a flex on different things. And I'm not necessarily saying physical, but ultimately it's that person that's always wanting to, to do this or do that. It's somebody who glories in their own strength. You know, it's an interesting thing in Proverbs. The Bible says, uh, if thou fain in the, day, in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Our strength will always, always be too small. Now, the stronger I am, I have to be extra careful simply because I can learn to depend on that strength, and I don't depend on Christ. And uh, when we begin to depend on ourselves, it's going. we are going to fail. We're going to fall. We're going to falter because it's not in my strength. It's in his strength. And it's choosing to depend on him. It's choosing to allow him to work through us. And so, first of all, he says... Uh, that the wise man should not glory in his wisdom. He says, second of all, that uh, the mighty man should not glory in his might. We look at strength, but also power. Uh, you know, sometimes people are given uh, certain levels of power. They're given certain levels of uh, of influence. And as a result, we can kind of uh, allow that to determine what we say and what we do, uh, whether we're the one with the power or we're trying to attain status with the person with the power. Ultimately, God says, look here, he says, uh, the mighty man, don't glory in your might. Because you don't know when that might's going to end. You know, uh, the story of, um, uh, you may know the name Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves played, years ago, played uh, Superman in, in the movie, one of the movies of Days Gone By of Superman. And uh, he was, uh, obviously, we understand Superman, sorry to burst your bubble, Superman is a fictional character. Uh, but just for sake of example, he played Superman and uh, did all the feats that Superman uh, accomplished. Uh, but then he got into an accident. I believe he fell off a horse and he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. That might was gone. 
And I'm not, I'm not uh, making poking fun at that at all. I'm just saying sometimes when we the things we glory in, you know, back to the intelligence thing, what happens if you're in a car accident or, or uh, some disease or something and you lose your intelligence? You see, what happens is we glory in things that are temporary, glory in things that in the long run don't matter a hill of beans. Now, I'm all for reading books and becoming more intelligent and, and, and expanding your mind. I'm all for that or, or working out and expanding your muscles and making sure you're in good shape. And all, I'm all for that. But what about improving our spiritual state? And that's what we're going to look at here in a second. The last one, uh, to get back on track here, he says, The wise man shouldn't glory in his wisdom. Mighty man should not glory in his might. But the last one, the rich man should not glory in his riches. Money is so fleeting. You know, all the talk currently about the possibility of a recession and all that kind of stuff. And the more, uh, the older you get, the more uh, you you realize that you you need money to live. Now, here's the thing: as a Christian, we have to understand that God provides for us. Uh, God may choose to provide through a a business that you work for, and they pay your bills. God may choose to provide through your neighbor who brings you groceries for uh, just for free. I've told you guys stories before about uh, the uh, the amazing way God used to work or God works uh, in, in my wife and I's lives. Uh, but way back when we were first married, we're working at a, a church in Ohio, and uh, the finances just weren't there. And I'm not going to tell you on uh, online uh, what I was making, but it was not very much money at all, when, especially when compared to rent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we weren't making much money at all. But watching as God provided over and over and over, and from the most extreme places. And I determined, I told my wife this a uh, few, few years uh, after that, and I've, I've told other people this as well. I don't, my my financial status is not dependent on a business. In teenager, if I can say it this way, learn to depend on God for your finances. Now, once again, be a hard worker and have the integrity of a hard worker. If somebody's paying you for eight hours, you better give them eight hours of work. But don't depend on them for your provision. Depend on God for that provision. He may provide through a business. He may provide through this person or that person. He may grow a money tree in your backyard. I don't know. But understand, he is the provider. He simply finds ways to provide through other people. And so he says here, you shouldn't glory in that money because, like I said, that money could be gone in an instant. Uh, back in 1929, uh, the famous uh, stock market crash, and men went from being millionaires to being paupers in a matter of hours. They thought they had it all. But that money in the long run, really didn't mean anything. They went from uh, living high on the hog and having servants and uh, having, uh, you name it, they had it, to then living in maybe a halfway house or living in, a, in, in a, a shack somewhere with no financial backing whatsoever, all because they rested solely in that money. Now, once again, I'm not saying just because somebody uh, maybe falls on hard times that they, they put all their faith and trust in money, because sometimes we do fall on hard times. The last podcast, we talked about the fact sometimes rain falls, and uh, sometimes you do go through difficult times. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, though, as a as a human being, as a Christian, we have to understand I can't place my my strength or place my, my faith or my trust in my wisdom. I can't place my faith and my trust in my might, and I can't place my faith and my trust in my money. Because there, it, it ultimately, in the long-range scheme of things, there's no true value to that. And that's why he says it the way he does. He says, don't let the wise man glory in his wisdom. Don't let the mighty man glory in his might. Don't let the rich man glory in his riches. As a Christian, here's what we should do. In verse 24, he says, but let him that glorieth glory in this. If you're going to glory, here's what you glory in. That he understandeth and knoweth me. That's our value as a Christian. 
My value, honestly, as a Christian, is not determined by you. My value as a Christian is not determined by my spouse or by my pastor. My value as a Christian, my value as a spiritual being is in Christ. That's where my value is, and that's what he says here. If I'm going to glory, glory in this, that you understand that you know God. Now, once again, I understand you're not going to physically understand God. In other words, you're not going to, to understand all the ins and outs and the way he works. and all that. You're not going to understand any of that. But understanding the fact that we as Christians, the closer we get to God, the more we get to know God, that is true value. That is where our value is. You know, we live in a society where everybody's trying to boost their brand and they're trying to boost what their worth is and boost their net worth and their value, but that's all in regards to a human mindset. That has nothing to do with what God desires. If my brand does, if my brand fails, that has no effect on my relationship with Christ. At least it shouldn't. And in, in, in your life, understand that value comes from knowing God, from getting to know Him in a deeper way, getting to know Him in a better way each and every day, because that's where your true value is. If we were to take your um, works, and the Bible kind of uh, references this, and I don't know, once again, I don't know exactly how it'll happen, if it'll happen this way, but it's just a thought here. If we were to take uh, all of your works all of uh, everything you've ever accomplished and put them into a pile and uh, the, the things we did uh, to profit uh, us maybe or profit uh, th- our business and things like that, uh, things that aren't going to matter in eternity, that would be defined as wood, hay, and stubble. And then the Bible says that the things we've done for Christ, the eternal investments we've made, the the efforts we've made to further Christ in his kingdom, our efforts in our relationship with him, that would be gold, silver, and precious stones. And if we were to mass all those in one uh, big pile and light those on fire, all that's left is that gold, silver, and precious stones, Uh, the the trophies that I won and the medals that I won and uh, the, the social media followers I had and all this different stuff that I had does not matter a hill of beans when it comes to eternity. And that's why he says here, if, if you're a wise man, don't glory in your wisdom. If you're a mighty man, don't glory in your might and your strength and your power. And if you're a rich man, don't glory in those riches because those things are fleeting. They could be gone in a heartbeat. And he said, instead, let him that glory. If you're going to glory, glory in this, that you understand and that you know me. Do you know him? And I'm not talking about salvation here. What kind of relationship do you have with him? You know, we all have uh, acquaintances, we have best friends, we have friends, uh, but ultimately Christ should be that best friend. He should have that that level of relationship with us. Unfortunately, in a lot of our cases, Christ is no more than an acquaintance. There's somebody that we met one time, we may have gotten saved at, at a church service or at camp or youth conference, we got saved and Christ never has left that acquaintance level to become a friend or even a best friend, he's still just an acquaintance, somebody that we occasionally go to, somebody we may see in passing, but he's not somebody that we have a deep relationship with. And that's something that we have to work on, something that we have to put the effort into making that the priority. Because like I said, when that wise man loses his wisdom or when that uh, rich man loses his wealth or the mighty man loses his strength and his power, he loses all of his value. Whereas we as Christians, my strength is in Christ. My strength, my value, my my reason for living, my, uh, um, my def- definition of who I am is in Christ. He doesn't change. And so seeking to make that number one, 
Once again, there's nothing wrong with working hard and making money or working out and building muscle or, or working to expand your mind. Nothing wrong with those things at all. But understand that if we accomplish all that and fail at our relationship with Christ, we're a failure as a Christian, plain and simple. So like I said, don't don't take this as, well, you don't believe in this. I, that's fine. You work out and, and make money and do this and do that. That's fine. But if you do all that and don't have a relationship with Christ, you are a failure as a Christian. None of us want to be failures, especially when it comes to Christ. Pursue that relationship. Make it number one. Give yourself uh, priorities. Make, make sure that you spend that time with him and watch as he grows you. Watch as he makes you into the teenager that he wants you to be. He may provide later riches and wisdom and strength. He may provide all that later, but seek him first. Like he says here, let him that glorieth glory in this that he understands and knows God. Do you know him? Do you have a relationship with him? Well, I hope it's been a help to you. And like I said, my goal is to try to help you navigate the world that you live in. And I know you're not perfect. Okay, You're a teenager. You know There are going to be times we mess up. There's times we're going to fail. But focus on that relationship with Christ. Work toward making that the relationship that it needs to be. Well, I hope you all have a great week. And uh, until next time, we will see you later.